Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the stirs off sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bump, and get on top. The glory holds like a, a like dick theater. I'm imagining your Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, we're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week here at By the By. Hello. You have found Angela and Bradford once again. I'm Bradford. In lockdown. <laughs> yeah, take a guess as to who's who. I mean, I know, yeah. right? Uh huh. I mean, hopefully you've been listening long enough to where you would have figured it out. But, but you know. if this is your first, welcome. Yeah. We're still in lockdown. Yeah. Coming we're, to you from lockdown. We're, we're going to be for a while. It's our turn now. Other people have had their turns. It's our turn now. Lockdown love. <laughs> Yeah. There's nothing I'll say. I hate lockdown <laughs> in a special way. <laughs> At Ugh. some point, we're going to put all these like little song clips together. No? no, that would okay. require somebody going through and listening to like 270 some odd. Oh, no. I, I thought just the lockdown ones. Oh, oh, yeah. Because I think okay, every. Well, at this point, it's going <laughs> to. Because I think every episode we've done since lockdown, which I mean, it's only been a handful of them, but you've had some kind of song thing and some of them you've had multiples. Lockdown's greatest hits. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coming to you from, well, from my apartment. <laughs> yeah. 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 It'd be just, just great. So. So uh, do we want to go through all the things we're not allowed to go uh-huh. through? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the events we're not allowed to attend. Yeah. Yeah, so, let's do it. Uh, Sensual Ball, still coming to you uh-huh. from Townsville, which I'm assuming is still open. Uh, Brisbane is, is is locked down, but I think Townsville is still open. So if you're up in Townsville, go to Sensual Ball. Uh, that's uh, just a month away. I was going to say, also it's September 4th, so hopefully yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be all good by then because so, yeah. uh, they seem to react a little bit faster than what Sydney does. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm reacting as quickly as I can. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. Right. <sighs> Less I. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so uh, September 4th, up there in Townsville, Sensual Ball. Check them out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. Uh, this November, which is a few short months away. Mm-hmm. Life on the Swing Set's Taking Over Desire, which is an amazing experience. For anyone who can go. That we may never be able to experience again. <laughs> At least not for a few years, probably. Not for a long, long while. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. I know. So, yeah. Sorry. Maybe one day again. Yeah. I'm just honestly really grateful for the times that we did have there. Like, I'm so glad that we were able to go when we did. 
because it's nice to have had that experience and met those people and, and, you know, hope that one day we'll be able to go back. But I mean, you know, at at the very least we've had that experience. We'll have those memories taking the gentleman, watching him starfish and taking up an entire (laughs) king size bed, deciding to photograph said starfish (laughs) and thusly hold it over his head for the rest of his life. Yeah, I was going to say, between him and Pippin, I'm pretty sure the two of them could take up two king-size beds. Maybe more. <laughs> yeah, so we've uh, nearly completed the move. We've got like 90, 95% of our stuff in the new space. Yeah. It's coming along quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing to have so much more space. So, you know, we have to go buy things to fill it. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Well, a little bit. We're also getting rid of a lot. We've so. gotten rid of a lot, yeah. yes, because that's how we do Yep, yep, that's um, part of a move. Yeah, so uh, I guess anything else that we've uh, that's on your mind? Uh, okay, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, I said you first. You okay. first. So we did have an email. This is actually a few weeks ago, and I have forgotten and failed to mention it. Uh, but this was in response to lockdown relationship changes, that episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so this person emailed us, and they live in Florida. And basically, because Florida only had like a few-week lockdown, they didn't really do a lot they shortly after that last year they went to the swingers club for the first time Mm -hmm. and i'm paraphrasing all of this not reading it uh but they went to a swingers club and they met a couple who they really hit it off with so they started this great relationship with this other couple and then they've continued to go to the swingers club routinely since then and meet all these other people and build their circle so they've had a really positive covid relationship experience and that they've been able to build this circle and like make all these new relationships and things so that's good that's good yeah amazing such a positive experience coming out of florida (laughs) hey hey good things can come out of florida yeah they come from florida and then never go back i'm kidding florida i lived in florida for a little while Mm -hmm. yes yeah um this is gonna shock nobody i lived in Kissimmee, or some people say Kissimmee. But, yeah. yeah, they say it wrong, but some people say it. They still say it. It's wrong. Um, yeah, well, that's nice. I always thought it was Kissimmee. It's Kissimmee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But some people pronounce it Kissimmee. Right. Because. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how yeah. it's spelled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, all, you know, we don't understand how to say native words. You put the emphasis on the different syllable. That's right. Uh-huh. Oh, look. You listen. Yeah, I do. Sometimes. <laughs> Um, so I know you've got a podcast thing to, that, uh, that scheduled that you wanted to talk about, but I wanted to something that's been grinding my gears for a while. Um, I know. Right. And, and that is the mispronouning of people. Okay. Once people ask, you know, ask you to use a different pronoun mm-hmm. or they're using the, they, their pronoun and the struggle that people have with that. And I really don't understand the struggle that people have with that. Mm-hmm. Now I will admit that if, if I first meet you and you give me a name or a pronoun and then change it, I struggle, but mm-hmm. I do my best. And one of the things I wanted to put into the arsenals of all of our listeners is something that I learned this week, which is that the pronoun you is non-gendered and plural. I didn't realize it was plural. I didn't know that either. So when it was originally developed, it well, adopted starting to be used i don't know we'll say adopted it was a plural for a uh, for somebody and it was very polite so it, is it like in spanish exactly. and french where you have the the informal and formal use exactly okay. exactly how it was. thank you like no sotros and vosotros exactly yeah. i was even gonna say no sotros yeah. i couldn't remember vosotros because <laughs> both of those sound like uh, german vampires good evening <laughs> i am nosotros 
<laughs> oh no, help me, vosotros. Anyway, uh, back re- to the point. I really want to see this play play out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am Count Vosotros. Um, so yeah, so people struggle with that, but you it was plural, mm-hmm. uh, and it is also uh, non gendered. And the singular version was thou. Oh, actually, no. Sorry, the you is two and usted. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nosotros is uh, we. multiple people. Yeah. We's. Yeah. Damn it, woman. Sorry, I was trying to go too quickly. <laughs> um, so, so I think that's just kind of interesting. You say, yeah. hey, where art thou? Where are thou going? Mm-hmm. Where are you going? And the reason we dropped the thou and kept the you mm-hmm. is because it's the more polite version and we were trying to be as polite as possible. And now most of us are cunts. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and additionally, uh, something that I, I heard recently on how to explain they, when people go, oh, well, they is a plural, not a singular. Mm-hmm. The very quick logical response can be, what if I said, my cousin is coming, my cousin is flying in next week. If you wanted to know when my cousin would get here, what might you say? When are they flying in? Exactly. You don't know the gender of the cousin because it doesn't fucking matter, yeah, right? Yeah. Cousin can be male, female, non-binary, doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Um, so you will use they as a singular, meaning the cousin. Yeah. So there you go. It's just something else you can put in your arsenal and say, shut up, people, you're wrong. It's. I don't know why it's bothered <laughs> me recently, but it's just starting to really fucking just piss me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent an email to my HR person today. Um, asking Bradford willingly engaged with HR. No, it's, Make a note of this moment. I, I'm I'm doing this for the pronouns. It's for the pronouns. I said that what we should do in our signatures, our email signatures, is put our pronouns. Mm. Uh, I think that would be superbly helpful to show that we are a we're supposed to be an open, accepting, loving company. Well, let's prove it. And you have nothing to lose and everything to gain mm. by putting in your pronouns into your email signature. I also think that would be immensely helpful for international companies particularly because it can be really difficult to, not that it really matters, but if you're talking about someone, it's nice to use the correct pronouns. Yeah. And it can be difficult to determine the the gender or the pronouns that the person prefers just based upon names in different languages. That can be really difficult. So for an international company, I can see that being immensely useful and a lot more respectful to the employees. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll see. I'll I'll keep people updated as to how that goes. But that's my current crusade. Um, Lockdown has made me angry. And so I have to focus it like a fucking laser. It has, man. This has been like lockdown angry, Bradford. I'm just pissed off. And uh, right now, pronouns are my thing. (laughs) What? I want to fight that everybody gets the pronouns that they want and deserve. So as a side note about where some of this came from was I was listening to a podcast on gender Mm -hmm. and... One of the questions that was asked, and I think it'd be interesting to ask you this to see what you think, is imagine a world in which you grew up in which there were no gender stereotypes, none. And so you could do or be anything or do or experience anything um, as small as, as you want or as big and grandiose as you want. What is one or two things that you would change or that you might do now if it had, if gender wasn't one of those things. And so just to give you an example for me, I can tell you that I would 
wear long skirts. Mm. And now I know I can wear long skirts, but I still, I struggle with that. And I see, uh, I see people of all genders out walking around our, our local neighborhood in these long skirts. And I'm very envious that they are comfortable in doing that. I'm just not comfortable in doing that. So I find that like a long skirt would, I feel like it'd be nice. It's kind of like a cross between shorts and pants. It's like, you know, easy and breezy, but also very comfortable and casual. Um, and then also things like lipstick. I think I look great in lipstick mm-hmm. and I would wear it. But again, when painting my nails. So those were things I started thinking about. I was like, wow, you know, if gender really doesn't matter, which it doesn't or shouldn't, you know, what would you do differently? And I was kind of curious, like, what would you do? So that's difficult to answer because like when I was a kid, I was very much a tomboy and it was, you also have to remember, it's generally more accepted for females to take on male characteristics as children than vice versa, right? Right. Because tomboys are generally accepted. You know, I was always out playing with the boys. I was raised with the boys and I was, you know, out getting dirty, doing all the typical quote unquote boy things. And I fought and argued with my parents about having to wear dresses to church and things like that because I wanted to wear pants. It's like boys can wear pants, why can't I? And so it was, you know, things like that. But but over time, you know, that got better and it and it was okay for me to do those things. So I think it's a little bit easier for for girls to act like boys than vice versa when you're little. Yeah. I think it's generally more accepted. So I think that's a little bit difficult to answer in in that I just kinda mostly did that stuff myself except for the times that I was forced to wear a dress for you know the couple of hours we were at church and then I could take it off uh and that's interesting because now you know I typically do wear pants a lot more and I don't mind dresses kind of sometimes day to day but to me dresses are like we're getting up we're going out we're we're doing something something different something fancy but kind of day to day you know not so much uh but yeah I don't don't know really other than that I'd have to think on that for a bit yeah, it's really interesting because, like, this isn't, I know this isn't the purpose of this podcast. It's not going to be a gender podcast because we are not the experts mm. in talking about it. But uh, I did read something talking about uh, pinks and blues for little boys and little girls. And the perfect sort of kind of mind fuck for you is to Google a picture of Benjamin Franklin as a child. Mm. Um, and at like three or four years old, Benjamin Franklin, and let me see if I can find it real quick, actually. It's funny enough to see it. That's interesting because I remember that we moved into a house that had a bedroom that was probably more suited for my brother because of age and space and things like that. But it was very pink. And so he did not get the room I did because I was the girl. So girls go in the pink room and my parents didn't want to repaint it. And you think about that and it's like, that's really kind of fucked because like ultimately why would it matter the color of the room as long as it's the more suitable space but you know that's that's I guess how it was and I, I assume that's how it is probably for a lot of people is is that those little things creep in and in, in areas that really shouldn't matter but then end up being a bigger thing because it shouldn't matter anyway maybe it wasn't Benjamin Franklin but it was it was some sort of long long ago child um and the who's very famous um but their picture is them in a white dress uh, with a white hat and, and like these little ringlets that are, that are coming out around you know, under the hat. Um, and it's very, what we would call today, a very feminine picture. Mm. And so the reason that most baby clothes were white for the very longest time was 
they were easy to clean. You didn't have to worry about colors bleeding. You just bleached it. Yeah. Kids are nasty ass things anyway, so let's <laughs> clean it as well as we can. And that was it. But then after World War One, people started to really focus on children and make them something a little more special. Mm-hmm. And the originals, little boys were put in pink and little girls were put in blue mm. because pink being a derivative of red was a very vibrant and vicious color, whereas blue was a more sensible, calming color. So they wanted little girls to be put in that. And that was like that until the mid, I think it was the late to mid seventies. Yeah. I was going to ask when, when it, that changed. Is when it switched. And it's just really interesting because. Why they, did it switch? Um, that I don't remember. Maybe we should go back, research a lot of this and come back and do All a right. full podcast. We're, we're going to have to, we're going to um, have to do this. On gender bullshit. And we can include gender reveal parties, which are also fucking bullshit. Oof, yeah. Um, All right. So we're, we we're going to put a pause on this. We're going to yeah, come back to it. We'll come back to it. But another quick little example kind of story of this is Pippin is our male toy poodle and he's very tiny. Yeah. He's 2.5 kilos, which is like barely, almost not even, I think six pounds. So he's very, very small. And people often think because of his size and his haircut, which is very frilly. I mean, he's a he's got yeah, poofs, he's like a, yeah. poofs on each on each paw, poofs on his tail, poofs on his head. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He's a poodle, and so people often assume that a he's puppy because he's so small, yeah. and then b that he's female, and especially because a sweater that we got for him for like the really cold days because he actually really doesn't do sweaters and jackets and things, uh, but on the really really cold days we'll put a little sweater on him and it's kind of a peach color. So then people really assume that he's a female. Now, admittedly, the reason he has a peach-colored sweater is because it's really, really hard to find things that are small enough for him, and we happened to find that one, and it was on sale. Also, he's brown, so it goes really and good it, with his color. Yeah, it looks great on him. And But people very often, almost always, will assume that he's a female when they first meet him. And so I make it a point to say, oh, no, he's blah, 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 yeah. blah. And, and most people will kind of catch it and be like, oh, sorry. But some people don't. It just goes over their heads. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, so we're going to put a... Sorry, yes, we'll put a pin in this. Yes, we're going to put a cork on this bottle, and we're going to come back to it one day, and it's going to explode, like Bradford. Just so angry. (laughs) Look, just try your best at using the pronouns that people prefer. And don't be ashamed to ask people what pronouns they prefer. There's no shame in that. In fact, it's great. Mm, Yeah. Those people that we've met are very thankful when you ask them what pronouns they prefer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there you go. Mm. All right. Okay, so let's let's the, talk about what this podcast is really about. Uh-huh. So I wanted to this week talk about myths and misconceptions about fetishes. Ooh. Okay. Because there's a few. Oh God, are we going to talk about that fucking Fifty Shades movie? No. Good, because it's a myth and a misconception. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I mean, if you want to, there you go. I brought it up. <laughs> we can fucking put it down now. I mean, we could probably wiggle it in somewhere because I'm sure it fits in some of these. Is that a is that a sex joke? Maybe. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I guess we should start off by defining what is a fetish. Ooh. How oh, would you define man. a fetish? I would define a fetish. Are we going to go to the Oxford English Dictionary? Um, I, I don't know. I didn't do that. Um, I, Hold on. I will. <laughs> oh, shit. That Phone down. There was this great moment where I could see you trying to puzzle out whether to drop the wine and save the phone or save the wine and drop the phone. Uh, You chose the wine, which I think you chose well. (laughs) Well, because the phone's dropping onto carpet. The wine would have just like gone all over everything and we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, A fetish is a, a sexual catalyst 
It's something that gets you revved up. It's something that is uh, outside of, and I hate the word normal, but it's it's not what most people are necessarily aroused by, but it's something that arouses you. And it's very, very specific, I'm going to say. Okay. I actually cannot find the Oxford English Dictionary like online. Okay. That's fine. Uh, so that's fine. We're going to go with this. Uh, so you're close, but you're also kind of myth number one. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a myth. <laughs> Mythed it by that much. <laughs> so fetish is, uh, so, and, but this kind of goes with both fetish and kink, but people will often describe them as like weird and creepy and maybe strange, dirty, things right. like that. So it tends to have a bit of a negative connotation to it. I would it. agree with that, yeah. Uh, and that goes for both fetish and kink, but I would tend to say fetish more than kink. I would agree with that as well. Has a bit of negative connotation to it. Uh, but most people will define a fetish as behavior that, that you cannot get sexually aroused without. Okay. Which is also another myth we'll get to later. Yeah, I wouldn't have said that. No. It's like the cherry on the on the Sunday. Yeah, exactly. It's still a Sunday without it, but man, when you put that cherry on yeah, it. Yeah, it goes from being an experience at like 8 out of 10 to 11 out of 10, yeah, right? It's a Coke with added bourbon. <laughs> yeah, but a fetish is like sexual arousal or sexual desire in which the gratification is linked to a particular object. Um, maybe it could be clothing. It could be a part of the body you know, anything like that, but it's, it's linked to an object more so. And so that's where the first myth comes in, in that a fetish and kink are the same thing. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Which they're not because fetishes are often centered around objects or a specific act, but kink is more so used to describe sexual behaviors that are outside the mainstream. So anything outside of the norm. And there okay. can be overlap, but do you understand that difference? I think so. So fetish is the thing that arouses me. Kink is the action with which I might use that arousal. Yeah. So like my fetish might be feet. My kink might be foot masturbation. Yeah. Okay. I can go with that. Yes. <laughs> also, so, I once saw a... Um, I once saw a, a masturbator on, on a, a sex toy website uh-huh. that was basically a foot um, and you could fuck it in the ankle. Like the ankle oh. looked like a vagina, so you were technically fucking the foot. Oh. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to yuck your yum, but a foot shouldn't have a vagina on it, especially right. as if you cut the foot off of a leg yeah. and then suddenly it grew a vagina. It, it, that had just, a it, it, yeah. it was, it asked. I made more questions. I needed more things answered. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So an, another example of that is that a kink, some like your kink may be bondage, and you're you get really really excited when you're tied up. You get turned on, but if you have a bondage fetish, then your entire sexuality and like everything that you do may revolve around restraint, or like everything you do in the bedroom sexually might resolve revolve around that. Okay. Um, so it's. Yeah, so basically, like, all fetishists, I would say, are kinky. Okay. Because they kind of overlap. There's a lot of overlap there. So if you're involved in fetish play, that's really kind of kink play. But not all kink play is fetish play. Because, does that make sense? No, but I'm trying to figure it out. And we're talking in generalities here. So, yeah. Yes. 
broad strokes, people. Broad yeah, strokes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please don't write in with like every little nitpick thing. And, yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, actually. <laughs> shut you right down. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really fine line between fetish and kink. But yeah. there is. Because a kink is more of, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but a kink is more is of. Is that a kink or a fetish? <laughs> beating yes. a dead horse i would say kink uh, <laughs> <I'm so sorry. laughs> it's more that action and it's and it's it's acting this out and it it does add to the experience but it doesn't like it itself does not necessarily turn you on okay that makes sense man i feel like this is one of those podcasts that really would have benefited the gentleman being here because i could just hear you know, basically you'd be like God damn it, boys. <laughs> but I would love it because you'd, want, you'd be going back and forth devil's advocate here. Yeah, that's great. Gentlemen, where are you? Screw this lockdown. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll bring him in for myths part two. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could like phone him in next time. Phone a friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so then the second myth. If we're, if, if we're a sex positive podcast, are we myth beaters? <laughs> Instead of myth busters. Okay, I, I like this. Myth beater. <laughs> yeah, you like that, don't you? Naughty, naughty myth. We've got the big floggers, and while we were moving, I found the little tiny ball flogger. Oh, you found it. That's and, good. And the little ball paddle Aww. that I really like to use on the gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Just great. Mm-hmm. So just wait till the lockdown's over. <sighs> yeah. We're going to do some ball busting. If, Angela, <laughs> if the lockdown is over. It'll be over one day. I just don't know when, but it'll be over one day. One day. <laughs> Myth number two. Myth number two. All right. Okay. Fetishes are perversions. Uh, and this goes back to the whole like negative connotation, yeah. dirty kind of feel. I mean, perversion comes from the root, from, from perverse, pervert. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, no, of course not. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what, I can't, it's funny. I'm not sure I could actually say what the difference is other than perversion or pervert has a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. So what is a perversion? Uh, so a Perversion is, according to the dictionary online, is the, the internet uh-huh, sexual behavior that is considered abnormal and unacceptable. Okay, so unacceptable. It's got to be that, yeah. right? So perversion would be um, bestiality. Uh huh. But then, is bestiality also a fetish? Can it be? It can. Can it be both? Can it? Can it be both? Is it but situational? Fe- but, but fetishes are also positive. They can be positive yeah. or negative. Yeah. And could it be situational in that yeah. some sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because I can see. So maybe, so maybe we could say that it doesn't necessarily equal perversion. No, but it can. Yeah. I can see where it could be, mm. but like, I don't, I think most fetishes are, are not. Um, there is an excellent, excellent book called Perv by Jesse Baring, Perv, the sexual deviant in all of us, mm-hmm. where he, he talks about fetishes. And but he dives, it's like fucking deep, deep dives. Mm. And he talks about some of the very peculiar ones. Like I remember one that I don't remember what's called. Uh, it's got to be like um, 
he paraphilias is what he discusses. Um, and so a paraphilia of course is anything that's outside of the normal sexual arousal thing. Um, I thought it was paranormal. And then I was like, well, is that like where you're turned on by ghosts? No, that is actually something, but it's something else. But he talks about like, um, it's gotta be apophilia, which is bees. Apophilia, maybe. Apophilia, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause an apiary is bees, but it's, it's it's someone that was like fetishized bees. Very interesting. Yeah. And the book was interesting as well. Cause it really, delved into some of the more of the history, the roots of yes. where these could come from. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it that. Very interesting, mm. very fascinating um, scientific study mm-hmm. of perversions and fetishes, paraphilias. Mm. Perv, Jesse Baring, look it up. <laughs> so f- a little bit of a side note to this particular myth could be potentially one of its own. Uh, but if you think about people who have like shoe fetishes, let's say for example, okay. so you have a fetish yeah. and it's something that really turns you on. You may also collect said things. So you might, if let's use shoe fetish as an example, cause it's a very common one is you may collect shoes mm-hmm. either for yourself or shoes that others have worn shoes that really turn you on of a particular style And so then the question is, how is that different than other collections? Say a coin collection, a stamp collection. You know, one one kind of goes to... One makes your pants tighter. One's for like security and saying, I have these things and this makes me happy. The other is connected to your desire and your your sexual gratification. Because I promise you, I do not have a fetish for food storage containers. (laughs) Fuck, do we have a bunch of them. No, so when they're fully organized, uh-huh. I'm like, really, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear that freshness? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know why? You, you always play safe. Mm-hmm. You know why? They're rubber made. Mm, I was waiting for, I didn't know where it was going, but I like that. Yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Terrible, but and I like I've got, it. I've got my kinky set as well, lock and lock. <laughs> oh my god okay oh yeah what you gonna tupperware <laughs> i'm gonna tupperware that ass out <laughs> okay i'm done i'm so sorry no no keep going <laughs> i want to see how long you can go with this uh, i'm ziplock and loaded let's go <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, I need. I need a sip of wine after that one. Me too. <laughs>
Okay. All right. Now that I'm a little more wind up, I feel like I should have been a little more more wind up for more that more one. wind up. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Sorry. Uh, okay. But it's not my fetish. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> got a lot of them. A little, little bit of a kink, maybe. It's m- maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So number three. Number three. Okay. There's a certain kind of person who has a fetish. That's true. Everybody. Uh-huh. Everybody is a certain type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Prove me wrong. But again, it goes back to that dirty kind of thing where people think that right, like, right. if you have a fetish, you're this dirty kind of little yeah. pervert. I mean, like we keep saying these words again. Those things but- aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can be. I am. But... Yeah. Um, but but if you look at people who have fetishes, it's so varied. I mean, the, and there's also like not just people and types of people who are into different fetishes, but there's also all kinds of communities that have grown up and oh, built yeah. up around these. And the internet has been immense, you know, in helping that because you have these communities that are dedicated to foot fetishes, latex, rubber fetishes, chastity, lingerie, diaper like there's so many different yeah. things and fet life is a website that has you know kind of pulled some of that together and pulled people together and given an opportunity to meet people particularly depending on where you are you may not be able to in person but online you can meet people with similar fetishes yeah. so yeah it, there is a certain kind of person who's into fetishes and it is everyone yeah but it's not a bad thing it's not a negative thing by any means no i would agree with that yeah it yeah it's interesting because like there's even like apps for yiffing mm, right yeah. um f- there's a there's an app for furries and so if you are interested it's called howler which i think it's great h-l-w-l-r i've heard of this one before um it's look it's not great and in australia it's terrible but there are still a couple of furries that are close to us and mm. they seem very cute and mm. I have not messaged any of them and no one has messaged me. But um, So it's shy furries. It's shy furries. It's all of us <laughs> shy furries. Um, Introverted furries. I- Inter furries. Um, but yeah. So there you go. They're all also a lot younger than me. It's, not that many things. Oh my God, they're so young. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. All good. Anyway, so yes. But it's also when you look at, you know, people who are into fetishes and and again I'm going to take shoe fetish because it's the easiest, it's the most common. But if you look at people who maybe have a shoe fetish, it is very specific. You know, like we talked about at the very beginning and kind of the definition is that it's it's specific. And so very rarely do you have someone who has like this generalized fetish for like ah, any shoe, any foot, any whatever. And it, you know, it's, it's certain ones that will turn them on more than others. Right, like heels. Yeah. Not necessarily uh, flip-flops. Yeah. So, so it's like, if you are not in Australia, you might be amazed to learn that Australians call flip-flops thongs. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, oh, get your thongs on, mate. We're going tramping. I know that's New Zealand, so fuck off. I know you Australians, but you'll still be you'll you'll still say, "Get your thongs on, go into the water." Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yep. Thongs go. equals flip flops. Yeah, yep. So weird, <laughs> but it's like music, and that you know, just because you like say jazz doesn't mean you like every kind of music out there. Yes, so. and just because you like jazz does not mean you're into scat play. Scooby doo 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 pop 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 Scooby doo doo boop. Are you looking for your new toy to put in your fetish warehouse? You know where to go? Yeah, that's right. AdamandEve.com. At AdamandEve.com, you can find all those wonderful things that will turn you on and 
get you going. The foot that you can fuck? Yeah, I saw it at adamandeve.com. So go to adamandeve.com, use the checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, and you will be getting that foot for 50% off. You'll also get free shipping, six videos on demand, and a bunch of ooey-gooey sexy things being thrown in your box with your foot that you can fuck. That'll be shipping your way. That's adamandeve.com using the checkout code by the by. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. scooby dooby 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 doo Oh, God. <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> Okay, next myth, misconception. Okay, misconception. Eminem. What if myths and what? misconceptions? Oh my M&Ms. god! What if if you were a teacher and your name was Miss and your last name was Conception? Would weird, but still possible. <laughs> and you had a child with a lisp, and they were like misconceptions, myth, misconceptions. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to hell. It could be that that person exists out there. I I mean, I support you, little child. You were my favorite character in The Music Man. And I want to hear you sing Gary Indiana, because the song is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. There every you na- go. Every now and again, that song gets stuck in my head. It's fucking stuck in my head. <laughs> Gary Indiana, Gary Indiana, not Louisiana. A <laughs> Paris Rome. <laughs> love that kid i love that kid so much oh my god i want to say it's a young ron howard only i know it's not but i really want to say it is <laughs> so cute okay. anyway sorry oh uh, that's okay uh, so the next myth misconception misconception myth i don't know eminem fetishes are rare oh please which is bitch sim- please similar to what we touched on just before the break yeah is that there are so many internet communities and that you may feel like in your little area it could be a rare thing. But then you meet people all over the world through these different sites and you find out that it's actually really common. Yeah. Like fetishes in general, but I don't know. It depends on what your fetish is. It might not be really common, but it's more common than you. It's not just you. Yeah. yeah. No, not at all. And like the, the more we are out in the community, the more we see. And what I actually love about a lot of the community is they – tend to have a sense of humor about it, right? Um, yeah, so it's, mm. it is it is okay. And, and like I, I poke fun at a lot of fetishes and kinks, but I fully support them all. And yeah, and I poke the most fun at the ones that I'm interested in. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's also interesting because you were talking about the app for furries. Yeah, Howler. Howler. And I mean, it's such a thing in that you can build an app, a website, a forum for just about any fetish, also same thing with kinks. Yeah, and you're going to find so many more people than you ever thought were out there. And you know, once you give them a platform, you can really bring these communities together. And that's something that Fet Life has done. You know, yeah, it's, it's not the best, it's not the easiest on the phone because it's not an app; it's just a website. Yeah. But at the same time, it has brought people together. And so, anytime you have something like that, it, it can really heighten those senses of community and and make people. F- feel like they're not alone. Yeah, I think the, something that I've learned really a lot in the, over the last couple of years uh, is that 
whatever your fetish or kink is, you're you're normal, right? Mm. It's it's actually it, you would be abnormal if you didn't have a fetish or a kink. Most, if not all, people have some sort of fetish or kink, whether they will admit it to themselves or not. Uh, but they do, and that's just the way we're built as humans. And so I think that we always feel like we are outliers and that there's nobody like me. Oh, I'm the only one. I must be weird. Uh, and as much as I hate the internet, I think that one of the benefits of it is being able to go on and finding that like, oh, wow, I'm not alone. There's, you know, 1.2 million of me across the <laughs> world, right? Uh, and that's, yeah, that's not an insigni- insignificant number. I just realized one of my fetishes. Oh God, what is it? Numbers like 1.2? Two million. No, it's Bradford's. And if there's 1.2 million of you out there, oh my God, I'm in heaven. Oh my God. Is your fetish Bradford's? <laughs> what a strange thing. You know, there is a whole uh, village in, in the UK called Bradford. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't look it up on uh, Urban Dictionary. It's not very, apparently there's a bunch of twats there. Anyway. Uh, Are they all like you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I hope not. Or maybe I'm their king. I'm like Rick and Morty. I'm the Bradfordist Bradford. <laughs> And if I'm the Bradfordist Bradford, that makes you the Angelaist Angela. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And you keep saying Eminem, and all I can think of is like, my kink is what? My kink is who? My fetish, what? I'm a, I'm a furry. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you're doing good with these lockdown things. <laughs> Help me. Apparently, you just need lockdown to help you with your music your parody career. <laughs> Yay! Oh, God. Okay. Help me. <laughs> just wait. There's a lot more to come. Yay! I mean, ah, oh, God damn I mean, there, there's at least another month, probably realistically longer. November. Uh, uh, if we're lucky. I'm going to say 1st of November yeah. will be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. That's my official prediction. It's going to be a sad, yeah. sad Halloween. Yeah, I'm so lucky lucky you people out there listening to us. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> people will be like, fuck this. I'm going to skip the first five minutes of every goddamn episode. Um, okay. If I start singing Long December, <laughs> at this point I'm singing Wake Me Up When September Ends. <laughs> <laughs> but if I start singing Long December, save us. Yeah. 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 I don't know how, but somehow. <laughs> uh, okay, so next one. Send nudes. Oh, that'll help, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Join our Discord chat. Send nudes. Send nudes. <laughs> yeah. And memes. I like the memes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, next myth. Misconception. 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 Yes. Fetishes are rooted in a power dynamic. Oh, what? What kind of power dynamic? <laughs> like, But I think this goes back to people confusing fetishes with kinks, and kinks is BDSM. Right, that's right, right. Yeah. I mean, so you go down that thought train, and sure. I think that's where people who really don't think about things they it's kind the of people who watched Fifty Shades and went, "Oh, right, that's what a fetish yeah. is." Yeah, so they see it as just a dominant, submissive thing, not necessarily yeah. like a turn on thing. And and I think I've said this before: is like uh, we've seen, you know, we've read papers where they talk about how uh, fetishes. Uh, are developed and how when we are prepubescent and then going into puberty, that's typically when a fetish mm-hmm. is born, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, one very common reason uh, that shoes, or one example of why shoes might be, especially high heel shoes, might be uh, a, a, especially in the States, I suppose, a 
fetish is we're in school, the teacher's walking up and down the aisles, we're taking tests, we're going on quizzes, and you're looking down at your paper and you glance to your left or right as the teacher walks by. And what do you see, especially if the teacher's a lady, is likely some kind of heel, some kind of heel shoes. So she's in a position of power. She's got these nice, very audible, audio-producing shoes, and you're in a very vulnerable position she's you know again position of power and you're growing into your sexuality so it's interesting because when you talk about high heel shoes like that like i definitely think of school and like teachers yeah. wearing them but also my my the second thing that comes to mind for me is churches and like your sunday school teachers every lady at church everybody would wear their high heel shoes to church and yeah. maybe it's because i spent so much time in church growing up but that's like it's both school and then church is like those are the two places that and those were both places that were you know where particularly for me like I spent a lot of time and that you know a lot of formative time I would say happened in those two places and I'm gonna say those are highly sexed both of those are highly sexed places mm -hmm. no matter what people want to believe you've got a, a lot of young people coming into their in into their sexual prime and you've got a lot of people older people who are in positions of power and that push and pull. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, and then going back to the, um, the development of, of kinks uh, and, or sorry, I should say the development of fetishes would be, and I've talked about this before in the podcast, but I love talking about it because it just cracks me up when it finally hit me was me and the whole furry thing. And there's this great image you know, growing up, I was probably 18, 19 when I saw the musical Cats for the first time. And like, there's a couple of great images of these beautiful dancers who are dressed as cats. And yeah, no wonder I wanted to fuck a cat at that point because, because fuck, they're hot. I mean, some of them I still want to fuck. I just so, want to make it know. very clear. I'm not talking about the fucking movie. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Nah. That, that movie, that movie. That movie is trash. Um, if you like that movie, I'd like to discuss it with you. I I, I kind of want to know. I kind of want. I kind of want to know what's wrong with you. I mean, I support your right to be wrong, but that movie is trash. Um, size alone, they vary in sizes throughout the entire. Like, what are we talking about, lions or or little kittens? Like, come on. I feel like there were some editing oh, there issues. Was serious issues with that movie. Um, but I'm talking about the stage play. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so there you go. Mm. That's how Bradford became a furry. <laughs> and I only discovered that like within the last five years. Well, and, and that's actually one of the examples I was going to use in that, you know, a lot of fetishes don't have anything to do with domination and submission. No, no. You know, you look at furries, you look at splashing. You know, we had yeah. your splashing party. That's from watching um, uh, 28 Days Later. No, no, nope. nope. nope that's nope, the zombie nope, movie. Nope. Uh, nine, nine and, and a half, half weeks. weeks. <laughs> there are some people out there <laughs> who just, who are Look, go home and say, hey, honey, you want to watch a romantic, sexy movie? Let's watch 28 Days Later. If you don't know what that movie's about, I'm kind of curious to see what fetish you might grow out of that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, nine and a half weeks. <laughs> but the ABDL adult uh, uh, Adult baby, diaper baby lo lover? Yeah. Adult baby diaper lover, yeah. ABD. Yeah. AD, is it AD? AB, ABDL. Adult, yeah, ABDL. Uh, that's right. Adult baby diaper level. Yeah. Lever, so, level. Yeah. What is wrong with my... <laughs> I either need much more wine or much less wine. Yeah. My tongue is not behaving. But if you look at a lot of those fetish communities, you know, they're very much not rooted in a power dynamic. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. It's about caring and, mm. and nurturing. Yeah. Because like 
for a lot of the BDSM things, particularly where you have a dominant and a submissive, is it, it a lot of those are very ritual and engagement kind of like like there's a process that you go through. Yes, and it's very nurturing mostly. Mm, yeah. Uh, next one. Yes. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. So this is kind of, there's two ways you can say it. Either fetishes lead to crime or fetishists are dangerous. Because there was, was like in the 60s, early 70s, I should have actually pulled this one up, but there was like a foot fetish killer. There was like a serial killer wait, who had a foot fetish. I feel like we should look this yeah, up. Yeah, okay, this look is, this up. Like, wait. So, wait, but you, but you, but you see headlines like you know somebody arrested in foot fetish attack, or uh, you know somebody with a foot fetish asks woman for sexual favors, you know, kind of thing. And so you get things like that that you'll see, and we see it on cop shows on TV. Some are better than others, um, but you'll see where again this kind of goes back to the beginning, and that fetishes can be seen as creepy, dangerous, or perverted, and as if it's a a bad thing and yes creepy and dangerous are bad things uh and i guess perversion gone to an extreme is as well but most people who have a fetish which is most people have very happy productive lives they don't do anything bad they're just good people and and they're just normal people they're average people they're just like us we're not bad people right i mean right <laughs> Give me affirmation here. <laughs> um, right, Angela. Um, okay, so when you Google foot fetish killer, you get Jerome Henry Jerry Brudos. Was it from the 60s or 70s? Who was uh, who murdered uh, at least four women between 1968 and 1969. He was a serial killer and a necrophile that liked to remove their feet. Did he, was he the first one to put a vagina in the ankle? Oh, Angela, that is gross. I'm not even going <laughs> to humor that. You're not funny. Um, I am to me. That's all that matters. <laughs> As you always say, I am my own target audience. Oh, my God. He kept the feet. So he cut the feet off and kept the feet. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a collector, too. Ugh, weird. Um, yeah, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Keep a shoe, man. Steal <laughs> shoes. Don't steal feet. Did he at least keep them either in jars like preserved or in freezers? No, or? it didn't sound like it. Oh. Right. I saw the word decomposed. Oh. Um, I don't want to read anymore. That, that, <laughs> I want to move on. Okay, that's a little um, gross. <laughs> but he but does have a right, leg right. up on the rest of the serial killers. Oh. That, so actually, so just, just a foot, not a whole leg. <laughs> just 12 inches, babe. Oh, my God. <laughs> So he's a typical man. <laughs> he doesn't know how big 12 inches is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Fuck okay. serial killers. So so most people who have a fetish are not actually criminals no. and dangerous no. people. No, I mean, that's dumb. Because again, it goes back to what we said earlier, which is everybody, the, the people who don't have fetishes, they are probably the serial killers most commonly. Because mm. they're sociopaths. Mm. Nothing gets them off. Craziness, which arguably is also a fetish, but still not the point. Okay, this is getting complicated. <laughs> it's a circle of I'm right. That's basically what okay. I'm going for. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, okay, so the last two revolve around relationships and sex. Okay. And that fetishes, I'm, I'm going to say get in the way of human connection, or fetishes don't want relationships. 
Look. So they, so as if they will, um, as if they only want this one thing and that's all it is. They don't want a human connection. Yeah. Look, I, I think that the whole, it gets in the way of relationships is stupid because I mean, we have an app that has that's for furries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's literally 4 million of them around the world, whatever. There's not a bunch. So there's, there's an app. So they want connection. They want relationship. They want community. Um, so that is bollocks. And I would say even more than relationships and community is intimacy. Yeah, exactly. Because we all want intimacy. And if you can find someone who has this very special thing that is really important to you and they share that, then then your hope is that you can have that intimacy with someone who shares that with you. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the converse to that, which is you can't have a relationship without without that. I mean, that's dumb as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because if that was the case, um, people, we would have seen all these fetishes come up, right? You, you'd have them on Tinder profiles. You'd have them on grinder profiles. Yep. When you're at a bar and you meet somebody and go on a first date, that's the first thing that would come up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, know, that would be your number one requirement. By the way, I really want a foot with a vagina. <laughs> like, how are you at foot jobs? Like that would be like your opening line. Um, S W M seeks uh, S W F with S W V F R V D D seven. See, right, okay. I mean, and that's okay. like important. Yeah, like that'd be yeah. really important to them. Um, and we don't do that. So I don't think that. So that also brings up another interesting point is that not only is it not forefront when we're looking for partners and relationships or even play partners, whatever, but it's actually one of the, probably the last things that you would admit to a potential yeah. partner. It's very hidden away and it's, it's much more secretive, maybe not so much anymore and in some societies, but still in, in some. Most, in, in most cases, I think yeah. it's probably, yeah. Which is kind of a shame because if it's something that's that important to you and that integral, then, you know, should, you should feel comfortable to be open about it. Agreed. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it's hard. Mm, it is hard. In more ways than one. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the last myth that I have again, similarly, is that, and we kind of touched on this at the beginning, is that people with fetishes need their fetish to have sex. So they can't engage in sex without their fetish, or they can't perform, perhaps, potentially. Um, but I don't think it's that at all. I think it's more like we said at the beginning, is that, like, that's that's the cherry on the sundae. Yeah. Is that you or can... I even think the better example would be that's dessert. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're constantly eating meals, but every meal doesn't have a dessert. Now, but the meals that have the dessert might be the most memorable meals. Um, yeah, it takes it from being, like I said, an eight out of a ten to an eleven out of ten or yeah. twelve or whatever. Like it, it just you really, really need to work on your scales. What <laughs> I don't know, but it, it really bumps that up a lot more and and makes that experience that much more special. Not that you can't enjoy an experience without it. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, cause like we've all had those meals where you're like, Oh wow, that was really good. And you never even thought, wow, I need a dessert. But sometimes mm. you have that like 10 course meal and the last three courses of dessert. And you're like, Oh my God, that I'll never forget that. And you don't, and you still think about it. Yeah. I think that's, uh, and there's still meals we talk about. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I'm not hungry. I promise. <laughs> no, we just ate. <laughs> we ate, we had a nice dinner tonight, um, with no dessert, but I might make some dessert later. Yeah. People are weird. 
Yep. So that was all the myths and misconceptions. Do and we I say wanna... that. Sorry, I'm just gonna say yeah. people are weird, and I say that, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I, it frustrates me though that people come up with these myths and misconceptions, and they use them as these generalized, broad strokes kind of thing. Um, almost as a weapon. Almost as a weapon. Yeah. yeah. And I already have pronouns that I'm fighting for now. <laughs> I don't. I don't need something else. So fucking let let me. Battle this battle, and I'll come back to these myths later. Okay. Right. Got it. So now that we've gone through myths and misconceptions, do you want to talk, uh, not not talk about, but just see if you can list some of the more common fetishes out there? Sure. That's easy. Feet. Yeah. Shoes. That's number one. Those are going to be feet and shoes. Going to be number one. Yeah. Uh, Lingerie. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to say voyeur slash exhibitionism. Okay, yeah. Or or sex in public, something along Mm -hmm. that lines. Those are all um, different things, but yes. Oh, really? The sex in public is different than exhibitionism? Because mm. you... Oh, okay, fair enough. Exhibitionism is me showing it off yeah. and hoping to get caught. Sex in public is just sex in public, or mm. sex in a place. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, um, how many more do I need? Uh, just keep going. Let's see how many you can get. <laughs> I've, I've got a pretty good list here. Okay. Um, I will say, is is the power struggle... One being like uh, submissive or ownership or pet kind of stuff. Not necessarily pet, but yeah, okay. yeah. Um, the submissive dominant. Yeah, yeah. We'll say furries. Mm-hmm. They should be on there. Yep. Furry represent um, latex and leather. Mm-hmm. Those are two different ones, but yeah. yes, yes. Oh, then is lace one? Laundry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I said that. Yeah. Um. Mm, like breasts and asses. Mm, nothing cle- on here, but you know, cleavage both could be. Yeah, yeah, of both sides. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to come up with all right with with more, and I'm struggling. I can give you the last ones here. Okay. Impact play. Oh well, sure. Yeah. Okay. Bondage. Yeah. Plushies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Role play. Okay. Breath play. Oh yeah, I always forget that one. Anal sex. What? That's not a fetish. Some people it is. It's a Thursday. <laughs> Group sex. Also, God, do you remember the days? I, when, when I was 37. That You mean the days like a few months ago when we could actually go have group sex? Yeah. yeah. God, those were the days. Yeah. And then the last couple I have are sensation play, which the gentleman very much loves. Yes, he does. And we love to torture him. Yes, we do. And orgasm control. Which he also likes, which, fuck, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So those are some of the more common ones. Sorry, I'm still stuck on group play. Mm. <sighs> we yeah. used to have such much fun. I know. We will again. We will again. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I know. One day. One day. In the way too distant future. Yes, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah what I, so that's what I got. Those are us uh, absolutely fucking destroying some uh, myths and misconceptions about fetishes and kinks. M&M's. M&M's. My kink is what? <laughs> 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 um, yeah. If... Uh, Look, we're going to shout out to our Discord listeners. They are fucking amazing. Always populating with the best memes and sexy photos. Uh, there's 
yeah, they're just, we love them. They're awesome. And it's uh, a great way to stay sane during our uh, quite lawful imprisonment that (laughs) that we are currently going through in New South Wales. So we very much appreciate all y'all and the efforts you do uh, to keep our community alive and uh, pumping. Uh, if you want to join our Discord server, go to www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast and support us. And uh, yeah, you'll get the link in your magic email, email box and then download Discord and join our Discord server. It's great. Uh, if you have questions, comments, or the rude remarks, feel free to send us your question comments and remarks send us your messages <laughs> uh you can email us the atoms of love at gmail.com or you can hit us up on any of our socials on instagram on twitter and facebook we are at by the by podcast and uh, you can go to our website www.bythebuy.com.au and uh check out what we've got there we've got book lists we've got some uh when we're doing stuff we have a calendar and uh we have a way to contact us through that as well mm-hmm. um any last things that you want to say, Angela, before we wrap this up? No. Nope. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. M&M. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.